I usually suggest water is actually drunk between meals, not during meals. You can do a couple sips during a meal, which is fine, but you can actually impede on your digestive process if you're drinking a lot of water during a meal. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. You are here because you are powerful. And my guest and I, we are here today to remind you that your body is powerful and a good poop deserves its attention. My guest today is Brooke Rozzi, functional nutritionist, hormone expert, trainer, mom, podcast host of The Power of a Woman. She has been featured in numerous media outlets such as Forbes, Authority Magazine, and she is passionate about helping women have healthy hormones, better metabolism, and good poop so you can be your best. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you today. This is my favorite subject to talk about. There's no TMI with me when it comes with this conversation, so I'm here for it. Love it. Love it. So I only started caring or noticing how good my poop is maybe around turning 40. Yeah. Does it actually have anything to do with our age? Uh, No, it really doesn't have anything to do with your age. But what can be influenced from your age is the compounding impact of time of stressors and things like that, that could be accruing, that usually we don't start to run into issues until we are you know, in our 30s, 40s, 50s, etc. when people start to have those complaints. But your age is not usually the reason. It's usually a result of the time that there might have been something underlying coming into play. Yeah, you said it's not probably the reason. But what are some of the top reasons you see with your clients that affect their goodness in their poop? Yeah, digestion. So A lot of times we think this is something that a supplement's gonna fix. And that's really not the source of where we need to look. We need to look at some of the simplest things, but the mastication process. So how well you're actually digesting and breaking down your food and processing it down to get digested is a huge thing that can influence the uh, quality of your bowel movements that you're having, how you're feeling um, before you're having those bowel movements. One of the other things that can really come into play that we don't always necessarily tie to our gut is stress. So if your nervous system is dysregulated, if you're living in a constant state of stress, if you don't have healthy stress management tools and techniques to bring in a restorative care, that can absolutely influence the way that your gut is functioning. And then the sources of food that we're taking in, we do need to eat fiber to really help move things through our system. Fiber is a binder. It's fantastic to help bind and to pull toxins and things out of our system. So one of the biggest things that we see is a lot of people's carbohydrate sources come from more packaged processed sources and don't necessarily um, carry a high amount of fiber or different sources of fiber that can really help to create one bulk and create quality within your stool that you're taking into. What are the top fibers you recommend to your clients? Yeah, you want a balance of two different sources. We have insoluble and soluble when it comes to fiber. Beans are actually like a perfect combination of both. So they're a fantastic, you know, the whole old school joke that people would make about beans, but like they're actually a fantastic source of fiber um, to have into your diet and a fantastic carbohydrate to take in. Other sources, berries, you know, we're looking at fruits and things are an amazing source of fiber. You know, a cup of raspberries is going to be one of your highest source um, fruits that you can take in with fiber. Apples have a fantastic, we would call prebiotic 
in there, which prebiotics feed your probiotics that you need in your gut. So apples are fantastic. Bananas are fantastic. And then if we're looking across the line at like sweet potatoes, um, those are all amazing sources of fiber that you can take in, including one that we always forget too. It's more of a fat source, but avocados can be an amazing source as well. I like how you mentioned prebiotics because we hear so often, I know I take probiotics daily and I know many of my girls do take that daily, but we actually are not aware of the prebiotics versus how the probiotics work. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Think of your prebiotics. You know, if you think of like a garden, right, you're going to plant the veggies and the fruits and things like that in the garden, right, or the flowers or whatever. So your probiotic is like the things that you're planting in the garden. But the prebiotic is like the miracle grow. Like it's the stuff that's going to come in to help feed those things, right, and give them what they need. That's exactly what you can view a prebiotic as to really help. The, the probiotic is going to help to populate, but the prebiotic is going to help to feed. And that's exactly what we want. Not all prebiotics are created equal. Prebiotics essentially like come from fibers. So you also want to make sure that we're not just like randomly throwing you know, different probiotics and things. And it can be really important to test, know where your gut is and what sources of those things you need specifically. But it's also really good to rotate, like I said, those insoluble, insoluble sources of fiber. When I see GI tests on people who have a very diversified diet when it comes to fruits and veggies and the consistency that those things are taking, being taken in, their gut microbiome um, or their probiotic you know, breakdown that we essentially see looks fantastic. When I see GI tests on people who struggle to eat fruits and veggies and things like that, they're usually very low. So we usually want to bring in a probiotic first to populate and then a prebiotic to feed. Right. So I know many people take probiotics as a supplement daily. Are there any prebiotics to take or is that purely from intake from our foods? Your best source will be your food. Eating, you know, a good source of fruits and veggies consistently is going to be the number one way. Now, I have two young kids. We live a busy lifestyle right now. So I know that is not always, you know, the most realistic thing. So taking in fiber powders can be fantastic. You want to rotate. So if you're going to use like psyllium husk, for example, then the next time you can get a different source of fiber. If you go to Whole Foods and you see fiber powders listed out, there's going to be some that say prebiotic sources. It's good to just get some that have a different, uh, a variety of diversity of things listed in the back would be fantastic. So if you're looking for something, prebiotics can be found in any fiber powder that you're taking in. But you can also see supplements. Microbiome Labs is a fantastic one that has something called Mega Pre, which is a prebiotic supplement you can take to help feed too. That's a great tip. I love diversity as well. Trying out different brands because I mean, so many of them are great, but you yeah. got to know what your body likes, right? We can't control that. Yeah, you can't be, you know, especially when it comes to supplements, I get concerned when people are only brand specific. Mm -hmm. We want to really source different things from what we need. And there's a lot of amazing brands out there, but one brand is going to give you one thing and another one's going to give you something else. So it's really important to be tied to what you need and not a brand specifically. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Awesome. So obviously, if you're having trouble in your guts, go see a nutritionist, right? But if you're shy to do it right now at home, what can you do first? 
Yeah. One um, thing is make sure you're drinking adequate water. You need that to help move things through. So I usually suggest water is actually drunk between meals, not during meals. You can do a couple sips during a meal, which is fine, but you can actually impede on your digestive process if you're drinking a lot of water during a meal. So I usually suggest drink water first thing in the morning when you wake up to help kickstart drink it in between your meals to help keep things moving is one of the best things that you can do if you're struggling. The other thing that we often forget is if you're in a place with stress, which majority of us are, um, magnesium is amazing, but magnesium, there's different forms of magnesium. Magnesium citrate is usually the most common that you're going to see, but it can actually be really harsh on your bowels and create diarrhea. So magnesium glycinate is actually one of the best sources to you, that you can take in. It's one of the best absorbed. Sometimes I will encourage women to just start with using some magnesium at night because you may be deficient in the mineral and that mineral is essential for hundreds of enzymatic processes in your body, including supporting your digestion. So it helps to relax. So sometimes if you are stressed out, you may not be going to the bathroom because you're stressed out and your body's struggling to relax. So magnesium can be amazing to help support that as well. The other things is going to be to just incorporate like some of the fibers that we already talked about. Make sure you're getting a good handful of those at three meals a day and then make sure that the water's um, backed with it. So you have some magnesium in there consistently and that should help to get things moving at the basic level. Mm, that is a great tip. And also the stress part. It's so true. The more you stress about your bowel movement, the more yeah. it's going to give you problems. Yeah, sometimes we also forget too, like we're a lot more inactive than our body is prepared for. So I have a walking pad in my house because I live in Michigan where it's freezing and half the year I'm not going to go out and take a walk when it's negative temperatures. So I, after a meal, one of the best things you can do if you can make it work is to take a walk for five to 10 minutes after you take a meal. One, it helps blood sugar regulation, but two, it actually does help to stimulate that digestive process to help move things along as well. You should poop one to three times a day, every single day. And that usually shocks some people when I say that, but sometimes it's because you're just not moving enough or because of a lot of the other things we already talked about. Yeah, I totally feel that one. I try to squeeze in my chores like after a meal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I always vacuum after lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's always, I try to like do some of my admin after lunch so I can be on my walking pad and like doing some admin on, on my computer. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what are some common myth you've debunked for your clients surrounding good poop? Yeah. A lot of people will just search gut supplements, right? So we'll just add in, you know, whatever we see, some influencer shares or something mm. along those lines. The thing you have to keep in mind is symptoms are universal. There's a lot of things that can be happening in your body that are going to cause, cause gas and bloating. And it doesn't mean that whatever worked for that influencer is going to be the same thing that works for you. So I will often tell people, stop just buying the random supplements because your symptoms are aligning with what somebody is saying that they had. And testing is one of the most powerful things that you can do to find out what you specifically need for your gut. The other thing is um, sometimes people will say like, well, I'm going to do a parasite cleanse because I think what I have going on is parasites or something. It's not always the case. And sometimes pathogens like parasites that can be in your body can actually be protective. And we don't want to just go removing things without finding out what those things are being protective from. So it's really important to know that what you're doing is individualized and has some thought behind what's being put in versus just taking oregano oil or some supplement because somebody told you it's going to kill off negative things in your gut. 
Mm, yeah. So where should you go to get tested first? I mean, we do it with clients, a lot of different functional practitioners who work with gut health will, but we use specifically, it's called a GI map, which is a stool-based assessment that allows us to see beyond, you know, just the symptoms and things that you're experiencing. We can see pathogens that can be present in the gut, the overall function of the gut, your microbiome breakdown, and get a really good picture of individually what someone needs to be doing to have a better digestive process. Absolutely. So change up your diet, de-stress, right? Yeah. Find your modality, the modality that works for you. And if it's still not working, get your GI tested. One of the biggest things we say, you know, testing is going to tell us what's currently happening, right? And that's important, but it's also important to know that the foundation is healthy because you don't want to just keep doing testing and keep doing these protocols for things. It's like building a home. You need to have a really healthy foundation of the home because you're going to have storms come in and you need to have the home healthy enough to withstand those storms. It's the same thing in your gut. You're always going to come in contact with pathogens. You're always going to have stressors in life. So we want to have a really healthy foundation in that gut so that your body can withstand those things that you're going to come in contact with. Beautifully said. So in your days working in and out of your business, is there a favorite quote that you go by in life? Oh man, one of the biggest ones is stay hungry and stay foolish. It's a Steve Jobs quote from a long time ago, but I think it just reminds you to just like keep your head down and not let things get to you and stay focused on growth. There's really one thing that I've always focused on is when you stop growing is when you're going to, you know, is when you're dying, right? So like I really really think that growth is important whether it's education, learning as a person. Those are just things that I've always focused on. Beautifully said. And even if you're going through some gut health issues, know that it's temporary. There is a way to resolve it. Um, just find your way and believe the solutions readily available. Yeah, your body is incredibly smart and has so many capabilities. It's really rebuilding that trust with yourself and learning to lean into it. Perfect. So where can we find you at again? Instagram's probably where I'm at more often than I should be. So Brooke Rossi is my Instagram and then, or my website at brookrossi.com are two uh, easy places you can come find me. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 